This is the podcast for your punk ass. I'm your host, Dave D.C. Canton, my producer extraordinaire, Jerry Beeks, and today is a milestone, folks. That's right, get it up. This is our 50th episode of the podcast for your punk ass. That's right, 50, the golden show, 5-0, half a hundred. You know what I mean? 50 episodes. That's a celebration. We started this in 2017. We're still going on with the podcast for your punk ass. So it's time to celebrate, pop a bottle, sip some champagne, all those blood, sweat, and tears. We got the CAB, I'm content, and bars. That's right, the cab, CAB, content, and bars. You've heard it since 2017. So keep listening, keep enjoying, keep following the podcast for your punk from ass. From Negro, black back to Nick, to try and fly like an eagle before time pulls the trick. From separate to equal, depends upon the people whether legal or illegal, whatever is legal. Five not televised, so there's never a sequel. Yeah, oh yeah. But it just don't seem fair when you're close to the welfare and further from millionaire. I'd be like a Donis Creed if you admonish my seed. Showtime at the Apollo, so follow my lead. But I cram to understand how band of brothers can disband. But ain't no time to draw lines in quicksand. But all your rhyme routine themes to go on. I mean, it took a whole group of machines to form Voltron. Let's get into it. The last time we spoke, I said what? What did I say, Beeks? You said two. The over and under on hiring black coaches was two. Yep. And I hit it right on the head, right? They yep. only hired two. Lovey Smith, who used to coach the Chicago Bears, and Mike McDaniel, air quotes, the biracial. He said he has a black dad. We'll get to that in a minute. So if you would have went with me, you would have lost, right? Over and under two. You needed three to win. You lost. So nine jobs, two black coaches, and depending who you ask, Mike McDaniel with Miami, depending who you ask, I think Wikipedia got him African-American, NFL got him African-American. But if you go to the barber shop, if you look on the sidelines, then people will ask the question, is this dude black? Is he African-American? Where was he 10 years ago when he's playing wide receiver at Yale? Was he, was he African-American then? <laughs> but when they ask him question about being African-American, biracial, this is going to be a stressor for this, this coach. He's only 38 years old, came from the 49ers, been in the league, coaching about 11, 12 years, started his assistants, moved his way on up. But this is the point we're making. Young, well, it says African-American, offensive genius. We never hear that with the black coaches. Black coaches are a player's coach, usually on the defensive side of the ball. There's never some 35-year-old offensive guru in a Division I program. You never see it. Now we're going to say we see it because Mike McDaniel's a black guy. But it's interesting. He hired as his assistant quarterback coach his Yale receiver friend Chandler Henley. In fact, they were best friends. And it says here they used to study tape together. Why? They knew they weren't going to the league to play, going to Yale. So we'll study tape. And we talk about race. It's not just your identity, but who do you socialize with? And I guarantee Henley's probably a white guy. If I ask who went to Yale with McDaniel, how many times hung out with the African-American guys, that would be an interesting discussion. 
But nevertheless, this question is going to be asked all season about Mike McDaniel's racial identity. He doesn't feel comfortable because he never had to answer that before. So we'll see. Will he answer, let's say, William Roden, Stephen A. Smith, or some black journalist ask him that question? Will he feel comfortable answering the question? When people start poking and asking, will he be honest and up front? Will he get fired in two years if he's losing? Then we'll know he's black then. You know what I mean? Stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> this is my next prediction, Beaks. What? Okay. There will be no firings in NFL head coaches next year. They say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. They want to slow down. Yeah. Review the Rooney Rule, which we'll get to in a minute, and figure this thing out. And also, there's, of course, the lawsuit. As we know, Brian Flores is suing the NFL, uh-huh. the Dolphins, of Houston, Texas, for racial discrimination. The NFL hired Loretta Lynch, the, the former attorney general under Obama. Now, again, before you start saying the black woman to take down the black man, the reality is this is business, folks. Of course, the NFL is going to get an African-American person in this case. But guess what? A lawyer friend told me, you know what's a, a winning case? Both sides are unhappy, which means there's going to be a settlement. Just like Colin Kaepernick, they're going to cut a check. The question is, how much? Morris will be upset he didn't get as much money he thought he should get. NFL will be upset for paying more than they want to pay. That's all settlements are, folks. So whether it's Loretta Lynch is going to get paid. So if you talk about a race, though, we should be happy. She's getting a check. You see what I mean? But it's going to be a settlement. But the bottom line is Flores is going to get capped. In other words, he will never coach in the NFL again. But guess what? I can see him in a top Division I program like the brother in Michigan State who just signed a 10-year, $90 million contract in the Michigan State got blown out by Ohio State. Or we have your boy Franklin in Penn State. He signed a big contract. But again, let's be honest, folks. Those two schools are not going to win a national championship. But the bottom line, if their program is competitive, uh-huh. that's nine to ten wins. Every now and then, you win the Big Ten. Yeah, make it to a bowl game. You know, no scandals. Uh-huh. You make some money. You sell out the stadium. You buy the gear. Yeah. It's, a, it's a successful season. Yep, absolutely. So I can see Brian Flores landing at a program. He'll have because he can't go to the league no more. So he'll probably get three to five years to build a program. I can see a lot of parents saying, you know what, this guy has ethics, he has standards, I trust my son with this person, he turns a program around, wins 9 to 10 games a year, and that's not a bad life, he's not going to be broke, but the dream of winning the NFL is all over, because the brothers saw a higher cause, and what's that higher cause? How to get brothers hired as coaches, so they have what's called, the, they have the Rooney Rule, Right? Created in 2003, named after Dan Rooney, owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the rule said this. When there are opening for head coach jobs, now they don't apply to assistants, they should interview minority candidates. Now the problem with that law, what if they don't interview, there's no fine. Laws only work if they're enforced. So if you don't penalize a team, with a hefty fine, they don't care. There are numerous occasions where a coach got fired, a white name came up within a week. And this is what Brian Flores is talking about. My mind's already made up. Exactly, exactly. 
I already know I'm gonna pick. But what about interviewing the minority candidate? Oh, my bad. We forgot. <laughs> Yo, Dave, why don't you take this interview right quick? But you already got your mind made up. That's why the Rooney rule was flawed. But we see mo a lot of jobs in NFL are through nepotism. So I looked at the Miami Dolphins and McDaniel. He has 13 assistant coaches, 13 coaches. 13 times 32 teams is what? 426 coaching jobs. Let me say that one again. 426 coaching jobs. What percentage is African-American? You know it's not 60 like the players. You know damn well it's not 60. Is it 10%? That means 42 coaches. You see what I'm saying? And how did Henley get that job? He was McDaniel's roommate, a, a teammate at Yale. That's how this thing works. Look at the Ryans. Buddy Ryans, both his sons got in the hustle through defense. The Shanahan's. Hard bars. You see the game? So they get in, bring their sons in on the hustle. We're going to tell you meritocracy rather than nepotism. You better look those words up. So there's 426 assistant coaching jobs. What percentage is African Americans? I know good and damn well it's not 68%. I'll bet my house on that one. I'm going to be right again. There's 32 NFL head coaching jobs. There's only, well, some say three, some say two, right? There are three black coaches, but some people say there's only two. Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith, some say three. Mike Tomlin, Lovey Smith, Mike McDaniel. You know, if I know he's black, if he gets fired either as a winning coach or gets fired within three years, then I'll say that brother's black. Trust me, because if he starts winning a lot, oh, hell. Then they'll say he's white. He'll downplay the biracial angle. So the Rooney Rule was never enforced. What's the sense of having it if they're not going to enforce the rule? Laws only worked when they're enforced. Enfor of course. Remember the Brown vs. Board of Ed in 1954? Yes, yes. Southern states still did not desegregate until 1964 when the Fed government said, you know what, we will stop sending federal uh -huh. money unless you desegregate. So guess what happened? They desegregated. They desegregated. <laughs> because why? They weren't following the law. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So when you inf when you have a penalty, that's when laws work. They're acting like they did Fritz Pollard and Solid. Mm. My man Art Shell and Romeo Cornell. Danny Green ran the team. Perry Fuel was old school. Before the Rooney Rule were candidates in the pool. That was lovely for Lovey Smith and Dungey's next level. Tomlin's in Pittsburgh and Hermes is Sun Devil. Ain't hard to tell about Jim Cornwell. Cause first they overhaul everything you install. And erase all the writing that sprawled against the wall. The hell with protocol cause they go in a wall. And when you play football, sometimes you gotta brawl. They breach your capital just to capitalize. When your speech is radical on either side, you could die. But why? Why? Just don't ask why. But why? Why? Don't ask why, but why? That's why? the bottom line, folks. It's that simple. Your team will be fined $1 million. Your team will be fined $2 million. But if there's not going to be, the Rooney Rule was never enforced. There were no penalties. I saw one online with the Detroit Lions when they fired Marty Morningham. They, they got fined $200,000. That ain't no money. These teams, the NFL makes billions of dollars. That's chump, that's like finding me five dollars for not crossing the street, crossing the street on red. You see what I'm saying? So that's just the that's just a joke, folks. Just like the Rooney Rule's a joke. 
So we'll see with with uh, Flores's uh, lawsuit. Like I said, there'll be a settlement, like with Colin Kaepernick. That's how it works. You have an issue, you cut a check, and you move on. No feelings, nothing. But then again, we know that Eric Bieniemy he got passed over again. But he realized if you come out like Flores, you'll never be a head coach. So Flores will get a check. The lawyers get a third. It's out in the open. We'll see what happens. But more than likely, it'll be a college coach, Division One. Keep an eye on him. Hopefully, he'll be successful. But let's move on. So we talked about the NFL. I got another beef. Michelle Tafoya. Her last game was NBC, the Super Bowl. So this is what's happening, folks. She was on The View talking about CRT. As I said before, the people who are against CRT does not know what CRT stands, do not know what it's about. It's not taught in K through 12. Go look at a curriculum. You will never see those three letters. She went on The View, defended the anti-CRT. So basically what I'm thinking, that she probably is a conservative, votes Republican, we're doing these sports jobs for all these years, and Republicans have a right to eat. No doubt about it. She's retired from NBC, and now she's going to conservative television. Why? There's more money in it. She probably got a pay raise, a bump, and her bump will be now to lean more towards sports and politics. That's how Fox works, folks. She's going to make more money. She probably got a raise. So now she gave me the space where conservative politics are rewarded and valued because she'll say the liberal media, ESPN, NBC, they love saying that the liberal media, that is so overrated. The liberal media, we have a corporate media, including CNN. They're out there to make money. They're not out there to change minds, transform minds. They're out there to make money. But nevertheless, that's the angle she's going to take. The liberal media, she was a victim of it on The View. And now she'll have a space where she can do what? Talk about conservative ideas. You see what I mean? And spin, and, and spin it however she wants. Well, Dave, it all seems symbolic of how institutional racism works in America. You know, with an emphasis on the word institution. NFL. Yeah. MLB. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. NBA, some would say, you know, the least institutionally racist because, again, it's 80 percent black. And I think there's overwhelming belief that black people know basketball. Mm -hmm. However, still very few black coaches will get 11 rings like Phil Jackson or get 10 like, uh, uh, like Red uh, Arback. Red Arback. Yeah. You see what I mean? Because, again, everything has changed. Right. It's more difficult with free agency mm -hmm. and injuries to have a team dominate for eight, five, ten years. But nevertheless, when we say institutional racism, we're talking about media, business, churches, right? Institutionalized. And that's what Flores is attacking. So when people say, and please don't say plantation stuff, the football field is not a plantation. It's a workplace where people have choices. What we're fighting against is institutionalized racism, the institution. The 32 owners of the team, right, control what they call the means and production. If they wanted to tomorrow, they can hire 32 black, 29 black coaches tomorrow. Or 28, whatever one you think, 29, 28. 
you're probably like, yo, Dave, take a side. Is he black? Is he not? McDaniel. But nevertheless, they can do that tomorrow if they want it because they own the team. If you think anything differently, you're crazy. Crazy, insane, insane. Jerry Jones can call tomorrow, hire a black guy out of University of Florida, young offensive guru who's 32 years old, and hire him tomorrow to replace McCarthy if he wanted to. So they control the means of production. When you say plantation, you're saying the players don't have a choice. You do not have to play pro football. Football is not slavery. None of it is slavery. This has all to do with institutionalized racism. Racism Racism is a function of slavery, right? Uh Racism to justify slavery. Mm. So get your language right. Don't, I don't want to hear Loretta Lynch is going after the black man. I don't want to hear slavery, Colin Kaepernick's show, and all this other stuff. Slavery ended in 1865. You don't need the word slavery to, or to see things are wrong. Slavery, 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 slavery. I don't need that. What I know is institutional racism, institutional racism, institutional racism. So now when you say that, you can see it in Hollywood. You see it everywhere. You see, when you stay plantation, then you're going to think there's no institutional racism at Facebook, at Google, at TikTok. We see racism there with the TikTok creators, right? The black folks make the dances, the white folks steal them, and they get paid. Institutional racism. It's not slavery. That's my point. So please... Get your language right. You don't have to go to slave all the time because black folks haven't been enslaved since 1865. You don't know anything about slavery. You don't know anything about the plantation. But what you do know is we need more black coaches in the NFL, and I'm out. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And subscribe to the show on iTunes. Because we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible. Because without you, the dark brown shades of my skin, there would only be us. Only add color to my tears. Oh, oh. That splash against my hollow bones. That rocks my soul. Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew. Wondering why my dreams never came true. Is it because I'm black? Uh Somebody tell me. What can I do? Oh, Lord. Oh, something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. In this world of no pity, I was raised in the ghettos of the city. Uh, uh. Mama 
mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny. Something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? <laughs> 